Hello and welcome to another episode of Grow Like a Pro on 610 WTVN with your hosts Adam Bankhurst and Ron Greenbaum. And Grow Like a Pro is a show all about learning how to achieve your goals and dreams as a business owner, but also how to grow as a person and hear from people from all walks of life how they found success in their life. And this week to help tell that story is Ethan Wiseman, the founder of Pantheon Limited. And Ethan, we're so happy to have you on the show today. Thanks for coming on. Thank you very much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Yeah, it's a, you got a, a very cool story that I'm excited to get to. But first, I have to ask, how is the pretty face, Ron Greenbaum? How are you doing today, Ron? Doing well, uh, Adam. Thanks. Uh, you know, again, I'm in Ohio where the weather is uh, always changing. Let's put it that way. So <laughs> I know we had snow a couple days ago. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. Ethan, are you from Ohio? Or are you somewhere else? I am from Ohio. Um, I travel a lot. I was not there this week during the snow, but um, yeah, when I left Ohio and it was you know, like 60 degrees out and then I saw people posting a couple of days later of snow everywhere. I know. Were you at least somewhere warm? I was in Arizona, so it's pretty oh, there you nice. Go. <laughs> that was a smart move by you. Way to go. So, yes. Yeah. So why don't you tell people who don't know what Pantheon Limited is and who Ethan Wiseman is? Pantheon Limited is a custom clothing company. Um, you know, we specialize in kind of making bespoke products. Uh, bespoke kind of means, you know, it's handcrafted, you know, only one of one. Uh, we originally started out kind of making just, you know, suits, dress shirts, kind of, you know, more dressy attire for men. And then, you know, over the years we evolved into doing women's, but not only women's, but also, you know, casual wear. We do a lot of bomber jackets and, you know, casual pants, jeans, raincoats, whatever you can think of, we can make. It's all handmade in Italy and um, even shoes. We make a lot of beautiful shoes. And that's pretty much what Pantheon Limited is. That's the short version, I guess, of what yeah. Pantheon Limited is. So it's a, it's a very custom kind of, so do you have, you know, storefronts or anything, or is it mostly just kind of building relationships with clients and getting what they want and kind of just doing it that way? Yeah, it's kind of all building relationships, doing that. The storefront kind of defeats the whole purpose of, you know, what our brand is about because, you know, people love the, the luxury aspect of not only just the clothing, but, you know, how everything happens. So, you know, for instance, I was just saying, I was just in Arizona and I was in Arizona meeting with clients. So instead of, you know, instead of my clients having to go, you know, walk into a store and shop around, you know, they have me and I come to them and they pick out, you know, through a whole selection of fabrics, I'll go through their closet, tell them, what, you know, what I think they can use and not use. And they get to, you know, design their, their suit from the custom of their home or office or from the comfort of their home or office. Very nice. We'll talk about this, but you do a lot of uh, athletes and movie stars and some of uh, the who's who in the entertainment industry, which is very cool. Yeah, and I, Yes, I, I have been fortunate uh, enough to, to work with some, some pretty cool people. So I, that is definitely another perk to the job. I get to, you know, go to their homes and, you know, hang out and, you know, make their clothing and I get to see it on them, obviously, at, uh, you know, when it's on TV. Yeah, and I know, I think, you know, I think one of the biggest things people may know you from is from that iconic suit from Ezekiel Elliott, where the, you know, the kind of crop top suit and things that I think took the internet by storm by then. So I'd love to kind of hear a little bit, you know, about that story just to kind of get started. But where did that happen? I know you're 
I think you do have a connection to Ohio State, which is where a lot of this stuff started. So why don't we kind of discuss that a little bit? Yeah, so um, I, I definitely have a good connection with Ohio State. Uh, before I even got into, you know, right when I first started, um, you know, I was friends with Braxton Miller. He was uh, still at Ohio State at the time. So that kind of, you know, helped just because, you know, when I first, literally the first year I started my company, I, you know, was like, oh, I wonder if I can dress anyone in the draft. And, you know, um, I just kind of hit up Braxton and he would connect me to people. And so that's kind of how I first started was, you know, I got in with Ohio State. Um, and then, you know, from doing the players, I, you know, kind of branched out. So Zeke was kind of easy to, you know, to get a hold of or to work with because I've already done players in the past that he had, that he had heard about. Yeah. And it's, and was he, that, that the whole idea of it, was it kind of you approaching with it or was it something he thought of, or was it kind of a group effort? How did that whole, that whole suit come about? So the whole thing in general was like crazy. Um, uh, I'll give you, you know, you know, a couple short stories. Yeah, please. So, you know, I was, uh, you know, the whole, you know, the draft is usually like the end of April, you know, I'll usually start talking to players around February and, and you know, I was talking and texting back and forth with Zeke and his dad, you know, for months and months. And, you know, one day they'd say, Oh, we're doing it. The next day they'd say, Oh no, we can't. Um, the issue, uh, the issue was, you know, sometimes companies will, will pay, will pay you to wear their stuff, you right. know, to wear something that they're going to be releasing to help promote it. Um, you know, some, some players do it most of the time, only two, maybe three players do it. Uh, most people, you know, they're about to enter the NFL anyways. They don't technically need the money. So a lot of players will kind of choose to wear, you know, what they want to wear on their big night. But anyways, it kept on going back and forth. You know, one day they're going to do it. One day they're not going to do it. And then it's, you know, April comes around and I'm telling, you know, cause it takes at least, two to three weeks to make a suit and I tell them that you know they kind of need to decide if I'm going to be making it or not keep changing their mind uh, you know so then basically I'd say it was like seven days before the draft at like probably 10 30 maybe 11 at night I just get a knock on my door and I go downstairs and I, I look through the hole and I see that it's like Zeke and his dad are just like standing there. <laughs> oh my gosh. And literally like I didn't like no text or call before. I just, I just see that. So like I run upstairs, like I was in my underwear and I like throw <laughs> on like a suit, like really fast. Then I go down and I open the door and I go, what's up, Ethan? I think we're ready to move forward. Are we able to do it? And, you know, I was just like, crap, I've never even made a suit this quick before. You know, I don't know what to do. But like, I just said yes right away, just, you know, because I, you know, I would have found a way to get it done no matter what. Oh, yeah. And so we kind of like the jacket that you see there, how it's like blue with white and the white pants. Yeah. That whole idea we came up with um, at my house while we were together. Um, yeah, so I just don't know anything about sports, really. I follow hockey. That's about it. Football, like, I don't really know players' names. I don't know much. Like, I knew Zeke Elliott, obviously, was because – he was a very big deal at Ohio State, but I, I don't really know anything. And then, so after I met with him, I was kind of just on my phone researching, just like looking up to see who Zeke Elliott really was. And 
I saw all this controversy about a crop top and how they banned the crop top. And you know, a lot of people say it basically because, you know, they're complaining how they couldn't tackle them or grab them. And so I kind of was like, um, yo, yeah, I just texted them. I was like, yo, do you, uh, what do you think about if we do a crop top? Um, kind of as like, you know, a little FU, you know, to everyone because and now that you're in the NFL, you can do the crop top. And he was like, dude, that's a sweet idea. And so I, I made a crop top. Um, I also made a regular shirt, you know, just in case he didn't want to wear it. But, you know, I did the crop top and it ended up being a huge hit. Yeah, yeah put you on the, kind of put you on the map for sure. You know, that's anytime you do something like that, uh, like you said, there's nothing wrong with a little controversy as long as, you know, that uh, gets you where you want to go. Yeah, oh, no, yeah, it was crazy. Like right, right when, right when he texted me saying like, "Yeah, I'll do it." I knew, like, I knew it was going to be big. And you know, I have our, I was already working with, you know, musicians and actors and athletes before Zeke. So I, you know, I had some connections. So I actually texted a musician that I know. Her, her name's actually um, Lynn Gunn. She's a singer of a band called Paris. And she's a good friend of mine. And I kind of text her. I was like, yo, who's your publicist? Um, I'm about to do something that I think is going to be pretty big. And I want to hire a publicist for it. So I, I hired a publicist for, you know, for that summer, kind of just to like cover me for that. And then, you know, the following NBA draft and just a couple things. And it definitely was not cheap. Like I got like the, like some, like one of the biggest ones in like that you could get, you know, they represent anyone you can think of and so it we're probably so whenever we go to the draft I, I usually dress people you know right before so just in case you know they want you know any touch-ups or just you know it just helps them feel more comfortable so I'll dress them right before they get dressed and before the head hit the carpet and Zeke was wearing it and he just kept looking in the mirror and was just like shit i don't know if i can do this no this is i'm gonna look like a girl and like he was just like he was just backing out just like saying like like i think i'm just gonna wear the suit i wore yesterday during his interviews and he was just like saying i'm sorry and like i I can't do this and and i was just like you know right then there i was just thinking about like all the money i just spent on you know pr and just everything and I was just like trying to talk to him and it just it wasn't working and then his dad even like came, like chimed in was like Ethan he doesn't want to do it like just just drop it and I literally like just said to him was like Zeke I promise you if you wear this you know you you could like it'll be the biggest thing in the world I you know I, I literally said I was like you don't want to wear the suit that you just wore during your interviews all yesterday like that no one's gonna talk good about that this I promise you like people will not shut up about it and I was like I can even like maybe adjust it a little bit so where because before like the crop top was very noticeable and I was like I adjusted a little bit as much as I could so where if it was buttoned you know you wouldn't see the crop top um so he was like you know he was like fine I'm gonna do it I trust you and literally, like, the second he hit the carpet, I guess people, you know, people were going crazy. And he texted me right away. It was like, 
I'm so happy I did that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's I feel like that's always the trend of these drafts is like the wild and crazy suits, and it's just capitalizing on it. And like you said, it's not it's not so outrageous where it's like offensive or anything bad. It just it was just a capitalization of such a great thing for that season and that player. For sure. Yeah, I think it was just the aspect of, you know, men don't really typically wear crop tops and just didn't want you know, any bad yeah. PR going his way. But it's definitely understandable. But yeah, you know, oh, I, for sure. I, I was not going to let it happen, though. <laughs> That's great stuff, man. Well, I want to continue talking about the story and kind of the, you know, what happened after and stuff like that. But we do have to take a quick break. So make sure to stay tuned for more of Ethan's story on Grow Like a Pro on 610 WTVN. Hello and welcome back to Grow Like a Pro on 610 WTVN with your hosts Adam Bankhurst and Ron Greenbaum and our special guest, Ethan Wiseman, the founder of Pantheon Limited. And if you missed our first segment or you're new to the show, we want to remind you that Grow Like a Pro goes live on 610 WTVN every Saturday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But if you missed any part of the show, if you want to listen to any of our past incredible guests, you can catch our show on podcast services around the globe as well. And, you know, without further ado, I want to jump back into the story of Ethan and, you know, Ezekiel Elliott and this whole story. And I, I am a little curious about, you know, the whole process of the suit. So, Kind of walk me through, I mean, it could be like, you know, a short story, but getting this suit made, like what, what do you do? Like where, where, what you talk about getting some designers in Italy, like how does kind of the process of making this custom suit actually work? So, you know, to make a suit, I will, you know, I would, just how I was working with you, I'd meet with you and I'd bring a bunch of fabrics and, you know, with suits, there's only like, you know, suit, just, you know, kind of pretty standard. There's you know, only a few different options you could do as far as the design of the suit, you know, like the actual, you know, the way it's cut, right. you know, you get like a notch lapel, peak lapel, shawl lapel, like it's pretty, it's pretty standard. So, you know, anyone that is new and doesn't know much about suits, I'll, first thing I'll do is I'll show them that to see what they like. And then basically after that, we'll look at the outside fabrics. So they kind of pick their outside fabric. And then if it's like, you know, someone for the draft, then that's where we can get crazy and, you know, at, do multiple outside fabrics and do multiple colors and color blocking. And, you know, I can you know, draw up a bunch of stuff. And then, you know, after that, we also pick the inside fabric. And, you know, that's kind of the part that's really fun because you can kind of do anything. You can do a custom lining. You can, you know, I got thousands of options for linings. And then after that, I'll take like probably about 30 measurements and then I'll send those measurements to my tailors in Italy. And then I'll order all the fabric and get the fabric sent to Italy. Well, the fabric's already in Italy, but, you know, sent to where my factory is. And then basically, you know, it's all made from scratch. The tailors were, you know, hand cut everything and basically make and form the suit to your specific body measurements that I take. Gotcha. Yeah. And it's, 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 I mean, it, it really does. And, you know, I was reading an article that you did with the dispatch, like, you know, a while ago and what, something that really kind of interested me, which obviously you're kind of finding your space in the entertainment and, you know, athletic world is like a lot of these, even, you know, second and third string players who may not get all the press or anything like that. And people of, you know, like are going to the NFL or have different body types. You can't just go off the rack and get suits because they're just not going to fit well. So I think it's, it's kind of an interesting thing that, they really do need that kind of custom love and, you know, add a little flair to it on top of it. For sure. Yeah. Like 
you know, a lot of these linemen, like they, they just, and unless they're going to, you know, some shitty big and tall store in New York, like they're not going to find anything that really fits them and looks good. So that is something I do a lot as well as like, you know, I'll have tons of players I will refer, you know, like you said, like could be second or third string or just even if they're first string, but players that, you know, this might not be that known, but you know, a lot of linemen. I kind of want to talk about this Ezekiel Elliott thing just a little bit more and kind of what was, what was it like post Ezekiel Elliott? Like after you got all the press, you got everything. I mean, what, what was it like for you? Did I, you know, did obviously I'm sure the popularity went up high, but how did you kind of manage that? And what was it like after getting, you know, read up on New York times and just this, this image of what, of your work being shown everywhere? Like post as in like, like how, like how far just like after. after the draft. Yeah. I mean, like, just like, what was, what was it like after the draft being like, man, we did it. And then what was kind of the, the fallout of everybody kind of saying, man, who is this guy? Well, how did this happen? What's the story of this? I mean, it was just honestly just maybe more excited for the next, you know, the NBA draft was coming up right after that. Um, I'm pretty sure I did. Uh, I did something pretty crazy for that. I can't recall. Um, Oh no, I do. Um, I'm, I can probably say in the next segment cause we'll probably run out of time, but I have a good store for that. Yeah, definitely. Um, but no, yeah. So basically it's got me more hyped to just, you know, want to do more things. Obviously the first thing I thought about was like, crap, am I ever going to be able to do something this big? <laughs> yeah. Um, because you know, crop top is pretty cool. Um, but no, like the, basically the NBA draft is, you know, always a couple months after. So basically it made me, it made it a little, you know, lit a candle, burnt a little candle under me to, to make it, you know, bigger than I was expecting. Cause you know, before I was just, you know, kind of more laid back. I, I never really take the NBA draft as, I wouldn't say as seriously, but like, I, you know, I'm not hounding players and trying to, you know, do it all like I am for the NFL draft. I, so, but it definitely made me want to, you know, keep the momentum going and do something big for the NBA draft. Yeah. And, you know, I think something people struggle with a lot is when they find, you know, an overnight success or find kind of their big hit where sometimes they get overwhelmed with requests or people coming in. Did you have to deal with any of that stuff and manage stuff? So you kind of didn't get overwhelmed with people talking and requesting things and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, a little bit, but you know, I was already, like I said, I was already a couple of years or a few years into the job and working, you know, when you work with, you know, high profile people and people that, you know, have a job where, you know, very spontaneous, you know, I'm kind of used to all these crazy requests and, you know, having tons of pressure and stuff like that. So yeah, luckily it was, you know, it was, it was different, but it was as far as, you know, the pressure and all that was something I was used to. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a great thing is like, yeah, you were prepared for a lot of the success and we're kind of, it's, it was something you already, you already yeah. saw. Smart move getting the press person too involved uh, because they could handle a lot of that. I, I know ultimately not obviously at the level you are nationally, but we've I've uh, in the last year and a half worked uh, with a PR company as well, just because it's it was getting a little crazy even with my businesses expanding around the country, things like that. So it's good to have professional people that can advise you on those things for sure. Oh yeah, I totally agree. Like you mentioned, you know, New York Times and stuff like that. Like, I hundred percent would not have had you know any any press if I didn't. And the reason why I knew that was kind of you know the first thing I thought about when I 
you know, hired someone for press, um, literally like, you know, when they said like, you know, why do you want to use us and all this stuff? Um, you know, I obviously told them was, you know, I was planning to do something big with Zico Elliott, but not only that, it was the year before that I did something that, you know, I thought was, it's, I think it's one of my favorites it might be better than Zeke. Um, it just didn't you know, have a crop top, but I did a D'Angelo Russell's draft suit and that just, you know, well, I remember. everyone was talking. Yeah, and everyone was talking about it, but no one knew who the hell made it. So I was, you know, I was so bummed. Like, you know, obviously I was happy that it was getting amazing press, but I was like, you know, so bummed at the time that not, you know, one person mentioned my name or anything. So yeah. I was like, you know, I'm doing this thing with Zeke. I, I can't let this happen. Yeah, that's a that's yeah, that's a very interesting thing because yeah, the focus <laughs> is definitely on the player and the suit, but it's it's important. The creator needs to get that credit too. So it's yeah, it's, I'm sure. sure it's an interesting tightrope <laughs> to walk. But yeah, it is, and and especially because you know they they took away the question. You know, you, they used to always ask like, "Who are you wearing?" and stuff like that. I'm not sure why, but they like, took that question away. So yeah, that's you know, bad. sometimes they ask it, but they don't really ever ask it that much. At, uh, you know, that about draft and yeah. some different red carpet events. That's interesting. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I hope it changes. Cause I feel like, you know, we, I, I don't know if you guys saw recently the whole issue on, you know, Jimmy Fallon, I think it was with the dancers and everything with Addison Ray and the black creators who were doing all the dances and people are like, you got to credit these people. Like, I think it's, it's so important to make sure you know, who's doing these, these things, because it's just as important as the people who are, who are wearing them. For sure. Totally agree. Yeah, so it's a it's an interesting thing, but yeah, we do unfortunately have to take one, uh, another quick break before we continue this story. So make sure to stay tuned to Grow Like a Pro on six ten WTVN, and we will be right back. Hello and welcome back to Grow Like a Pro on 610 WTVN with your hosts, Adam Bankhurst and Ron Greenbaum and our special guest, Ethan Wiseman, the founder of Pantheon Limited. So if you've missed our talk, Ethan has been telling us the story of how he made Ezekiel Elliott's draft night even more special. And we talked about his you know, work getting the suits together and stuff. And he kind of teased a little bit of the work he's done in the NBA. And uh, there's, you said there's kind of an interesting story you'd like to talk. So I'd love to give you the chance to, to let us know how that this NBA world kind of treated you. Yeah. So basically, basically, like I was saying before, all the stuff happened with Zeke and, you know, I was like super excited about it. And I was thinking, you know what, I, I still have these publicists and I'm, I definitely got my money's worth, but you know, I'm still paying for them for the next you know couple of months. So I need to do something, you know, just as big or, you know, close to what I did with Zeke for the NBA draft. So basically I, you know, had a couple of people that I was working with in the NBA draft. One of them uh, is someone by the name of Karis Levert. He's actually from Ohio. Um, I think Columbus as well, but he ended up playing for Michigan. Okay. And yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and it's actually funny because, that there's been like a couple times that I've I've reached out to players like for the NFL draft and they'll see that you know I've done D'Angelo or Zeke or whatever and they'll be Michigan players and they'll like just not want to work with me. Oh my gosh. Um but or losers. Exactly. <laughs> but, but um but I actually have a couple of Michigan guys that are going to be uh, in the draft this year, uh, making some cool stuff for. So keep your eyes peeled for that. But um, so yeah, so like I was saying, the NBA draft is you know a couple months after after the stuff with Zeke, 
And I was meeting with this player named Karis LeVert. And sometimes players, uh, D'Angelo Russell actually did this in his suit. Sometimes players want to incorporate their school colors. So this was something that he wanted to do. He wanted to incorporate his school colors. I'm not going to say the colors because, you know, we don't do that in Ohio. <laughs> but We got to have some respect, right? Exactly. But so we did it. So we did it. But we also had the, the colors like kind of in the shape of an M. So it was like really cool. And it was, it was definitely nothing I've done before and nothing I've, you know, even have seen before. So that was like another thing where it was like, you know, it was perfect because I had the press and it's going to get big press and all that. And if you don't know, the NBA draft is a lot more exclusive than the NFL draft, you know, like less than half the amount of people are invited um, I think the NFL draft, like I said, I'm, I'm not a big sports guy, but I think it's like five or seven rounds. Um, I think the NBA draft is only three rounds where, you know, only the first round is shown on TV. Yeah. So it's, it's definitely a lot more exclusive. I think you know, they don't, they don't invite a lot of people. They only invite the top of the top people that they, you know, know will get drafted. You know, there's tons of times every year that in the NFL, people are at the draft. And that are their name doesn't get called first round, yeah, right. but they still came and were ready. But you know that almost never happens in the NBA. Like it just it's such an exclusive invitation. And I was working with this person named Karis Levert, and he was he was a top pick, or he was you know, projected to be a top pick, and he got injured, and you know his projection was still you know he was still projected and he was still invited, and he we were it was kind of a similar thing with uh zeke you know we were in the room right before you know, right before you know he was gonna hit the carpet it was literally like an hour before and his agent goes up to him and says yo the people from the draft just i just got off the phone with them and they just took away your invitation oh, and we're like like what like you know how do you take away an invitation like right like hours before and he was like you know they don't think you're gonna get picked and you know we're just gonna i guess let's just you know throw a party somewhere in new york and we'll watch it from there that's crazy and and yeah so so karis was like yeah let's just have a party let's just do this and then one of the agents was like no like we're, we're you're gonna be picked he's like you're gonna be you're gonna be on at the draft like we're making this work and you know they fought and fought and at the end of the day they're like you know what you, you're just not you're you can't come you're you're not going to be up there with all the other players we don't think he's going to get picked and so he's like you know what screw that you are going to literally sit in the stands with you know with all the other fans because they allow fans there and he's like you're going to sit in the stands and when they call your name they're going to look like idiots <laughs> and this ended up being better press for me because you know, sure enough, they end up calling his name, you know, somewhere in the middle. And it just shows, you know, you can find probably on the internet, just pictures of him literally walking from the, like the bleachers with the, with the fans and like having to like walk his way down to where the players were uh, to get onto the stage. And, you know, obviously it ended up making a great story because everyone, everyone was talking about the guy that was sitting with, you know, sitting in the fucking stands and, <laughs> his name got called. <laughs> so, 
So yeah, I mean, he was the 20th pick. He wasn't even like the last pick in the draft. I mean, it's like, it's crazy that they would have invited one of the top 20 players in the draft. That's like, yeah, that's yeah it's wild. crazy, but I, I'm kind of happy. And it ended up working out the way it was. Oh yeah, for it was, sure. It was definitely a unique experience. I don't think there's been a draft like that ever. So yeah. Uh, and my stuff was seen as well. So, you know, it all worked out for the best. Did they ask who made the suit? Did you, did you get that shout out at least? No, yeah, and I still had the I still had the PR firm at the time, so you know all it, it was great because you know they reached out to you know everyone saying you know the person that made Zeke's is you know making something special for you know Karis Levert. Make sure to watch on your draft night for this person. Yeah, that's a uh, man. That's that is fast. That's a that's a great story. <laughs> I love that. No, yeah, it was it, it was crazy. It was like another thing too. I was like, oh, I have this PR firm. I have all this stuff. The suit is cool. It's, you know, got the Michigan colors and you made an M. And then I was like, now no one's going to see it. And then, you know, luckily his agent said, no, you're sitting there and you're just kind of, you're going to wait till your name's called. And he did it. And it, it was a hell of a night. Yeah. That's uh, that, that's, it that's was, great. Yeah. It was great. Like we all, and another fun thing is, you know, it's cool because, like, you know, when I'm working with a lot of these players, you know, we get pretty close sometimes. And, you know, so we can, you know, a lot of times I'm invited to the after parties and stuff like that. So, you know, that night was just, like, so much fun, so much partying just because <laughs> there's just so much doubt and just so much, you know, so many twists and turns. Yeah. Um, you know, the Zeke thing was just, you know, twists and turns for, on my on my end. But, you know, this player himself, you know, he went from, you know, having – you know, this is the night of his life to being told you're not invited. So it's like, this is the worst night of my life. And then he's back to the best night of my life. Yeah. So it was just a crazy roller coaster. And then we all partied after and it was just an amazing celebration. That's incredible. So, so were you in the stands with him or like, where are you usually like the nights of the draft of these like big events? I have like this weird tradition where I don't, I don't like to like be at the draft. Like I could go, I could sit, um, Actually, D'Angelo Russell was the only was the only exception, and that was because, like I said, sometimes I get close, you know, with them, and I was I was close with his family and everyone, and they really wanted me to sit with them. So with D'Angelo Russell, I, I sat with them, and that was really fun. But I have like this weird superstition, like I, I feel like it's like bad luck to watch the draft. Like I just don't don't like doing it. So usually I like to just you know, go to a nice dinner or do something and then just like wait to see like what happens on my phone and <laughs> the texts I get. And that was the cool part with Zeke is like, you know, I was like uh, a couple of like Zeke's friends were with me and they, um, you know, they didn't go. And so we were just like out at dinner and, you know, right away we're just, the internet's just blowing up about it. And oh, yeah. it was, just, it was sweet. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. I mean, I, that's like one of those nights I remember too. It's like, that's what everybody was talking about. It's fantastic. Yeah. Was there ever a time when your phone rang and it was like, I cannot believe that person just called me or, or, you know, especially early on in your career where it just came out of nowhere? Mm, not really. Like definitely not like the phone ringing. Cause a lot of times, like, especially with like this day and age, like some, you know, a lot of times, uh, you know, I have friends that will connect me to other people or, you know, celebrities that will refer me to others or, most of the time it's in like a group text or something, but, or sure. even then it's also just like, Hey, if you want to work with this player, come to this location at this time. But there was one time I got to work with Snoop Dogg and that's probably like 
the highlight because you know <laughs> someone I've always wanted to meet and definitely someone I would have always wanted to work with. So I've gotten to work with him a couple of times, and I'd say that was just definitely the cool, like definitely like a moment where I'm just like, oh wow, this is this is insane. <laughs> it sure is. You know, like like I've said like multiple times already. Like I, I'm not a big sports guy, so like you know, I could be with you know some of the biggest names in sports and just not even know who the hell I'm standing next to. <laughs> so on that end, I, I definitely can't appreciate it as much, but I do appreciate the opportunities. And like, I do understand, like, you know, I get to do stuff that not a lot of people get the opportunity to do. Yeah. So on that end, um, but I do work with a lot of musicians. So something that I like to do is, you know, uh, you know, whenever someone's in town or if I, you know, I travel a lot. So if I'm in the same city as them, I'll just, and I see that one of my friends are playing, I'll kind of text them and, you know, they'll get me backstage and do all that. So that's, that's probably my most fun I get out of the job is like getting to go backstage and sit on the side of the side of the stage during concerts and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's, it's just, it's, it's great to see that you, you know, you get to reap some of the benefits and really show that. And it's just, it's cool that when you see these suits, like it's front and center, that's what people are talking about. And that's, that's showing your work and, it kind of speaks for itself, which I think is a, is a great little thing you found. So I hope I uh, wish you even more success, Ethan. It's been really cool, but uh, we, unfortunately we do have to take one more quick break before our last segment. So make sure to stay tuned to grow like a pro on 610 WTVN and we will be right back. Hello and welcome back to Grow Like a Pro on 610 WTVN with your hosts Adam Bankhurst and Ron Greenbaum and our special guest Ethan Wiseman, the founder of Pantheon Limited. And my friends, we are once again in our, my least favorite part of the show, the segment where we soon have to say goodbye to Ethan, but we're not done quite yet. Um, Ethan, I, I want to touch, you know, just a little bit upon, you know, the pandemic that hopefully things are looking better, looking up, or we're staying hopeful, but I'm curious how it's kind of impacted your business and how you've kind of adapted. And, you know, I know you do kind of have this custom feel and, you know, really kind of one-on-one -on -one things with people, but how was, how was, how was the, the craziness, the pandemic impacted the whole suit making business? Cause I know a lot of the events have been canceled and stuff like that. So kind of curious how it's, how this past year has been for you. Yeah. So like in terms of, you know, events and, you know, people are in the office, you know, it's definitely affected me negatively on that end you know i got a lot of people working from home now you know there are people that are starting to get back to work but you know there were a lot of people that like i said were working from home or they were at the office but you know just because they weren't really seeing anyone they didn't really you know, have to wear suits anymore and then as far as events you know the, almost every red carpet event in 2020 was canceled or was virtual um the draft was actually the very first virtual event that they had so because it was the first one you know that's kind of where I got hit the worst because you know I had some you know I was supposed to dress Joey um like I said I'm not good with sports so I, uh Joe Burrow I was supposed to you know we had something amazing planned that we were going to do and you know he was the first overall pick and you know I probably had about 20 different guys that were you know in the first and second round last year that would have worn my suits and because, you know, because this was the first virtual event, no one really, you know, really knew how to dress. So everyone kind of just dressed casual. I had maybe, you know, one or two people that wore, uh, you know, that wore my stuff uh, from the comfort of their home. But that was kind of a big hit. But on the good note, you know, since they've had, you know, 
Grammys and Oscars and they've had all these big major awards and you've seen kind of, you know, very big stars, you know, wearing suits and dresses, you know, from their bathroom. Uh, I think this draft, because uh, this draft is very limited, only a certain amount of people are invited. So I'm dressing a few people, but I also have some people wearing suits that'll be at their house because, you know, that's definitely come a little bit more custom to, to wear something nicer, even if it's virtual. But a good thing that's happened is, you know, a lot, I don't, I don't know why, but, um, you know, like, like we talked about in the break, um, I have my family owns a jewelry store and engagement ring sales have gone up insane. I, for some reason, everyone's getting engaged during the pandemic. So, um, and a big thing I do is, you know, just because I work with celebrities and athletes and all that stuff, you know, my prices are still very fair. You can get a suit from me, you know, same price you can get a suit from Nordstrom. Um, and I work with a lot. So a lot of people in, you know, Ohio, you know, Columbus, Cleveland, Cincinnati, anywhere, they'll reach out to me for their wedding stuff. So I've definitely had a lot of good business for people that are planning for their weddings because there's been, like I said, a lot of people have been getting engaged over the past year. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's kind of take what you can get and deal with it. Yeah. So if anyone, you know, needs a suit for work or for a wedding or for anything coming up, you know, you can just go to my website. It's pantheonlimited.com. Um, P-A-N-T-H-E-O-N. Limited is just, you know, L-I-M-I-T-E-D. And you can see all the beautiful work I've done. You can schedule a con to meet with me. Yeah. I, I think it's a, I think I, I do recommend people checking your website because you kind of have a headline section where you, you know, talk about all the people you've, you've worked with. I mean, we didn't even really talk about working with the rock on ballers and working with the producer for Beyonce and all this stuff. I mean, there's, there's some really cool stuff that we haven't even got a chance to really dive into. So like, I like to say with, yeah, we'll, with, we'll, oh, we'll have to do that next time. Yeah. I was about to say that's like, like I always have to say, that's why there's always a next time. And we look forward to having you back uh, in the future, but it's, uh, yeah, it's been very interesting to see how you built that business. You know, it's great. I mean, it, it's, it's not easy to, and to survive during, and, but you've got a real niche business and like, it's, you know, being able to kind of pivot to like you're saying, special events, weddings, things like that, you know, tied you over until things start opening up again. Yeah, exactly. You gotta, you always gotta find a way to pivot it. Yeah, that's the truth. And, you know, I think especially in the suit business, like I was kind of mentioning before, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it could be very easy for bad word to get across from what you do. So it's clearly you're doing something right if you keep getting all these people. So we wish you the For best. Sure. Yeah, we wish you the best of luck and the continued success, Ethan. And we, we really appreciate you sharing the story with us. And uh, like I said, thank we, you we hope, very much. Yeah, we hope to have you back soon because sure there's a lot more great stories to tell. Yes. Thank you for having me on. I look forward to being on again. Definitely. 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 We want to remind people if you missed any part of the show or you want to share it with a friend or listen again, you can get Grow Like a Pro on podcast services around the globe. And also we have new episodes every week, Saturday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on 610 WTVN and podcast services with incredible guests like Ethan. So until next time, Ethan, thank you. Ron, thank you for being the pretty face as always. As always. <laughs> and listeners, thank you so much for joining us for this hour. And until next time, hope you have a great day and or night. Bye, everybody.